keep holding steady We'll make it through the darkest of nights When you close your eyes Just know that I'm nearby I stand behind you And whatever you do You have my love Together we'll be strong enough Yeah, we're tough Cause we're built from the ground up And welcome to the Run the Race podcast. I am your host, local TV news anchor Jason Dennis here in Georgia and one of my friends uh, from Alabama uh, who is a very talented singer-songwriter. You just heard part of uh, one of his uh, songs from his brand new album called From the Ground Up, an appropriate title that he came up with, actually, the title of that song and this CD uh, before the pandemic even happened. Um, So uh, From the Ground Up, he he talks to us about how it's really was about his marriage and uh, married to his wife now for, I think, eight years. And so Garrett Lee is my guest for this 75th episode of the Run the Race podcast. Uh, we've made it this far, almost two years going so far, talking on a pretty much weekly basis about fitness and faith. And uh, Garrett Lee has uh, got a lot of big story of faith, especially when it comes to making this uh, new album. It's uh, really two or three years in the making, had some super highs and, and lows and a lot of different emotions. And he says for him, he has to make music because, you know, it's the way he's wired. And to be happy, he has to create. And so, you know, that's what my challenge is to you is to find something that you're passionate about. Find a, a gift that God has given you and only you because you're different than anybody else. And uh, use that talent, if you can use it as your job, uh, even better, you know, uh, like Garrett Lee has. And he is, again, our guest for this episode. He began at age 11 playing the guitar for the very first time, and now he's released uh, four albums and multiple singles. His latest one, of course, From the Ground Up, available on all the major music platforms and Spotify and his website and all kinds of places. So just search up Garrett Lee. That's two R's, two T's. And then Lee with two E's. Um, And so uh, since 2011, Garrett has served as the worship minister at the Fort Church in Columbus, Georgia, just south of Atlanta. He's been doing that job again for more than a decade. He also is a a local photographer and videographer. And uh, his goal really is to write real-life songs that anybody can relate to. Like I said before, he's married to his wife, Rachel. They have two kids together, and they live in Smith Station, Alabama. And uh, he actually, just in speaking of his kids... He just wrote a uh, new song for his two-year-old daughter called Never Age, and he just released it on uh, you know, Facebook. And, and so you can go search up Garrett Lee and, uh, again, maybe hear that a preview of a song that hasn't even been released yet called Never Age for his two-year-old daughter. So here's my conversation with Garrett, including a few more songs uh, that you can enjoy and, uh, and dance along to. I would like to welcome uh, Garrett Lee to the podcast. Thank you so much for uh, coming in and uh, bringing your guitar uh, today. Hey, it's a real pleasure, Jason. Thank you for having me. And uh, we met, uh, man, it was about 12 years ago. Uh, I believe, like you were telling me, it was either American Idol or X Factor. You won a local contest as a musician, right? Yeah, they had the Columbus uh, competition for X Factor, and the winner of that one got flew out to Dallas and, you know, go through the three-day thing and... And I did that and won the Columbus and flew out there and had a good time. But, yeah. you know, 
you yeah. know, stood with a bunch of crazy people in line. <laughs> and the crazy people that were dressed all obnoxious and there for jokes made the show, you know. I yeah. Mean, you kind of knew that the they, talent, they the already t- had in mind what they wanted. Yeah. The people but, with the real talent, like yourself, you know, just kind of. You know, I, I, I truly did it just to, just to make friends and family be quiet because I hate stuff like that. I yeah. really don't enjoy things like that, but I did it anyway, you know. Well, and, and you know, you have, uh, you've had a successful career, probably more so than a lot of the crazy folks, right? That were there at X Factor. Right? Hey, well, everybody's got a different measure of success, but yeah, I mean, I feel, <laughs> I feel very fortunate what I've been able to do over yeah, the years. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about, you know, your faith walk and working for a church for the last decade and, and your music career with several albums, including one that just came out, um, you know, about a month ago. Uh, and happy uh, birthday, by the way! Came, the album came out on your birthday, yes. is that right? Yeah, June 29th, I turned 32. Man, 32 yeah. years old, so young. Yeah, still young. <laughs> and so we're going to talk about you know that and, and being a father. Now you have yeah. uh, you know two uh, kids and uh, just you know, your life in East Alabama, and and also kind of had a, a kind of a crazy experience with losing all the music that you'd worked on for two yeah. years, and then pandemic and all the other kind of stuff so we're going to talk about that but first uh i know wanted to get to get you to play a little bit of music so the uh, first song i think um is off of your new album it's because uh, i know you for you you have a love obviously for god a love for music but you have a love for kids as well right oh yeah sure i mean it's kind of hard after you have them not to, to to love them all and see them all as your own you know yeah. so this is a song you wrote for um what's your first son's name so um he's his name is ezra Okay. And um, this song came about a year after he was born. You know, everybody was asking me, when are you going to write a song for, for Ezra? When are you going to write? I was like, it's coming, it's coming. You know, I've learned over the years not to rush, you know, ideas and they'll come naturally. But I wrote this song because um, I just, it just seemed like after he was born, I understood the love of God in such a more deep way. Um, the love that I have for my son um, I just, I just drew those, I connected those dots, like, and how, you know, I, I just, I love him so much and, but my love is flawed. Yeah. You know, my love is not perfect, but I know God's is. And so I always, I always connect the two like, wow, as much as I love my own boy, God loves me even more. And so I have, I have some uh, lines in the song where it's like, you help me believe uh, the meaning of life in me and the meaning of life to me is God and knowing God. And so, um, I wrote this song for, for my boy and for really the both of us. Um, and just how it strengthened my faith so tremendously. And, um, I love to sing it. I sing into it. I sing it to him and my daughter all the time. Yeah. Well, that's and, great. Uh, and he'll, yeah. I mean, maybe this will be something he'll have for him for the rest of yeah. his life, you know? Yeah, for sure. So cool. Well, let, sure. let's hear it. All right. This is called Hey Kid, right? Yeah. Hey kid. Separation nearly kills me. I wanna be where you are. Every moment lived without you. Has me stranded in the dark There's never a day The world doesn't fade When I see that face And the smile 
that you may have forgiven any problem I have every time I look into your eyes oh kid you help me see the meaning of life and me Never knew how to feel this A little scared at the start From the minute that you touched me You belonged in my heart I'll never leave You'll always be The one I need the one I need There's never a day The world doesn't fade When I see that face And the smile that you made I forget Any problem I have Every time I look into your eyes Oh kid You help me see Meaning of life and me You help me believe There's never a day The world doesn't fade When I see that face And the smile that you make I forget any problem I have Every time I look into your eyes Oh kid, you help me see Oh kid you help daddy see Hey kid You help me believe The meaning of life in me Oh kid You help me see The meaning of life in me Excellent. Awesome. Awesome job. Yes. Very good, man. Very good. And, you know, we have a segment uh, that I started a few months ago on this podcast called Stuck in My Head. So that'll be, the, that'll be that segment for this because, you know, that, that gets stuck in your head. Hey, kid. Oh, kid. You know, that kind of thing. And, and uh, just it's, it's, an, it's an awesome, awesome song there. And, and uh, so for, for you, I mean, do, do you, you know, um, not that you get, 
you know, uh, do, do you enjoy playing certain songs more than others? I mean, that kind of thing, because that for you has an emotional connection, because mm-hmm. I imagine as a dad, like, you probably just, like, get, it's different for you than maybe other songs, perhaps. Sure. I mean, I definitely have a handful of songs that are really really close to my heart i mean i have deep emotional connections with all the songs that i sing i can't help that but um but definitely hey kid i would say the man that i am the song that i wrote for my stepfather and um and i have others that are newer that are becoming just just absolute favorites to sing off the off the record off the new cd um the deep is one that um i really just just passion just oozes out when i sing it and you just, I just feel some type of way when I sing it, but, but yeah. Now it's, it's called From the Ground Up, mm-hmm. and uh, it's available. I mean, people want to listen on Spotify, yeah, everywhere, everywhere else, right? Everywhere. They make it easy these days. Okay. You just, <laughs> you submit, and it goes to all the online stores, so you can't uh, miss it anywhere, really. Yeah. So can people, do people still buy CDs? You know, I asked that question um, <laughs> here recently, because I wasn't going to make a CD run. Sure. And then, you know, I had some you know some industry friends like hey you know people still want to a lot of times leave a show with a cd for memorabilia at least or you know and there are people maybe in the older crowd that (laughs) still use a cd i know i had i dude i don't touch a cd (laughs) it's all online streaming it's all it's all digital but i made a i you know in the past i'd make you know bigger purchases as far as how the the cd counts but now i just had a few hundred run and when those go, I'll buy some more. So, yeah. Wow. So now is, um, you know, uh, we were talking earlier, I kind of teased ahead to the story uh, about how, you know, so this album is kind of three years in the making, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, you're working hard on this for a couple of years. You have your uh, second child. Is that yeah. or no? Yeah. yeah. Um, your, your daughter, is that mm-hmm. right? So, um, and then the pandemic hits. I mean, so there's a lot of stuff going on over these mm-hmm. last two or three years. So really? tell me about how, you know, the evolution of this album happened. And then there was a really big moment, you know, towards the end yeah. of the process, right? Yeah. Um, so Hey Kid was the first song. One of the first songs that I wrote, it was back in when my son was born, 2017, and I wrote that song, and so I just put it out. I put it out as a single, but I knew it was going to go on the on the next album. So, and I began writing for the next album. Just had a handful of songs, and I remember sitting with a friend, like you know, I'm just so ready to do this, and he's like, "Man, let's do it." And um, and then all of a sudden, some more songs started coming. But uh, started the recording process. It was October of 18. And um, went into early '19 and was recording a good bit. And uh, now, are it, you recording in Alabama, or where do you go? Yeah, to so right here in uh, Columbus, it's called Bib City Sound, and the producer there is Justin Ballou, which is a, a popular name in the community. Everybody sure. knows Justin, <laughs> and uh, everybody loves him. And so, me and him, we've been re- producing and recording together for ten years. So um, that's kind of what we do. And um, so, all, all happening at Bib City Sound, and uh, that summer, you know, I had a wild, random leg infection. I was sick for about a month and wow. ended up in the hospital for seven days. And that was one of the most trying mentally times I'd ever. You know, my daughter was just born. She was probably two months old. And I was, you know, I had fever and just sick as a dog for two weeks before my leg started swelling. And then wow. finally had to go to the hospital. 
And when it was all over, man, I'd lost a bunch of weight. And it was amazing how much muscle deteriorates. And one week laying mm. in a hospital bed, man, wow. I just can't imagine more than that. I was about to go nuts. <laughs> and so, but... You're okay from that now? Yeah, it was It was the most random thing. They ran every test they possibly could. And it was getting to the point where we got to go in and cut. Wow. We got to go in and cut and see, you know, do you want to do this? And I'm like, at this point, no, I don't, but... I don't think I have a choice. I've been on antibiotics for a week. And so it was supposed to happen on a Friday. It got canceled, got pushed to Monday, which took all the wind out of me because I was like, I don't want to spend another weekend here. Um, and then, but, you know, I kind of asked my church family to start. I said, I finally made it public. You know, I was like, this is where I'm at. I need y'all to pray. I really, I really want to experience something here. And uh, that's what happened. That's what happened. On that Sunday, I was supposed to probably do surgery Monday morning. On that Sunday, the swelling just all of a sudden went down really fast. Wow. And it was like, wow. And Monday morning, I, you know, they come in there. I was like, get out of here. You know, I'm not, you know, I'm not doing it. You know. And so, and then there, all the numbers started trending right. And it was just, so I just, I just had a little hospital vacation, um, you know, all, all by myself and, and uh, your, but, church, your church literally built a fort of prayer. Right? Yeah, pardon the pun. You know? Yeah, and so, um, so that was an incredible event that happened. It just you know it seemed like it just kind of threw me off for a month or two, you wow. know. And so that happened, and then uh, you know just normal life, having another newborn, and then you know obviously we all know what uh, moving into twenty twenty looks like. Yeah, pandemic happened, and then that changed so much of just normal day-to-day stuff just changed and so it just seemed like all these things got in the way of the recording process so it just dragged on and dragged on and uh trying to navigate through the pandemic and and then so after uh i guess we're nearing the end of 2020 november we're 95 percent done with the album and uh one day i'm at my church office where i work i work for the fort church and um one day, someone came in the building and stole my book bag. Wow. And what was in that book bag was my hard drives with all my recording sessions on it. I had been working from home and doing a lot of cleaning up and editing in these in these folders. And um, I was just, wow, that just happened. It's all gone. But we got the backups, right? You know, we got the backups. <laughs> oh. And, um, well, we didn't have the backups. <laughs> Man. <laughs> and something, another crazy thing happened Those that were, they were compromised and just a wild, wild, um, order of events that happened. And we realized it's all gone. Wow. And I had early sessions from like week one of recording, but you could just go, go ahead and say that 90% of the record's gone. This is two, two years worth of work. Absolutely. Thousand hours worth of editing. I mean, countless um, countless nights of me working on this. And so, um, definitely learned that I need to back up three and four times and not just a couple. Um, but that was like, I'd lost a loved one, man. I was so low and so depressed because that was, it was kind of one of the driving factors through the pandemic that, that a goal I was working towards, even though every, the world was crazy. It was a goal that I was working towards and, you know, seeing that that light at the end of the tunnel about to turn that page about to finish it i'm sick of the songs i'm ready to move on i'm still writing i'm writing other songs 
And so I'm just ready to be done with it. And then it's just taken away, Man. you know? And so, um, two long months go by and, and you're just grieving. Yeah. I'm just low. I don't know what to do. Um, just to pick up, you know, pick myself up off the ground and just try to start over. But I'm just, you got to understand that there's just hundreds of hours and so many nights where my friends have come in and we've, magic has just happened. When you create these sounds and you create all this, you know, all this vibe and I'm using just kind of musician terms, but <laughs> you know, a lot of that stuff can't be recreated. A lot of that stuff just happened magically you know and you, if you're a musician and producer you understand that sometimes you just can't recreate an, a moment yeah and a lot of that was gone <clears throat> and so you literally had to start from the, the ground, ground up, up. Yeah. yeah and so uh two months goes by it's my wife's birthday we're out and the starbucks drive through we're about to get a coffee and uh she gets a text message on her phone that says hey are you missing a book bag with some medicine in it and I said, oh, my gosh, that's got to be my bag. And what I had was I had prescription meds in it, and it was probably my wife's phone number on the label or something. And so we called the guy, and uh, he was like, yeah, me and my softball team was hadn't met in two months. And we met over here at the softball fields, and I noticed a book bag in the dugout and started rummaging through it and found some information and called you. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And so we met him 15 minutes later. <laughs> And uh, I don't even remember what the guy looked like when I first walked up. I was just looking at the bag. And he set the bag down, and I just reached straight down in there. All I wanted to feel was my hard drive, and right there it was. you know. And I grabbed it, and I was looking up at the sky, shaking, and and I was just like, you don't understand what this is. And he was just like, I don't know what that is. What is that? You know, I'm just like, it's my life on a hard drive, man. You just don't know. And and uh and i was just like i don't know what to even say right now and he was just like well god just loves you and i was like i know yeah i know that man and so i took the drive home opened up the beautiful folder all the recordings that nothing was missing in my bag man. at all wow nothing and i had a lot of stuff in there you know a lot of musician stuff uh but nothing was missing that i could possibly think of and uh so we were able to pick up where we left off and I even re-sang some songs, and we I think we did we did some real um, big changes that that I'm like, wow, you know, I guess that's some good that came out of it because sure. I think some of these songs wouldn't have been hit as good unless I you know did take a breather and have a fresh take at it. But we finished it up, and uh, I released it in June 29th. Wow! And I finally released this project. So it was about a three year ordeal and it just never ever intended it to be that long yeah never so um, um and i know obviously along with learning that like okay i need to back things up three or four times oh yeah what did you learn about like you know yourself or your walk with god during yeah. during this two months of yeah. like like uh just being feeling kind of yeah. lost i guess well i absolutely failed the test for sure um you know i didn't take it well you know and i did not have the stand-up faith that that I would have wanted, um, it just it was it was really a lot, you know. It was really a lot compounded um, on the year that everybody's had. I almost made out of twenty twenty unscathed. Never caught COVID, you know. Just bought me on the head right out, you know, right Man. out the you know at the end there at the end of the year. And uh, you know, I'm not ashamed to tell people, you know, you know, I personally feel like I failed the test, you know. And everything, I'm a firm believer that. 
everything happens for a reason. There's always a purpose. There's there's no happenstance. There's no luck, I don't believe. And so, you know, but yeah, I look up to God and say, wow, you know, I did learn some things about myself, but not the best of things. Yeah. And, uh, but I did grow, you know, right. I did grow. You always grow. Right. And, uh, but yeah, looking back on it, you know, I laugh about it, but man, that was a dark, that was a dark couple months. Yeah. Yeah. But like you said, I mean, everything happens for a reason and it's almost like God saying, okay, this is, you know, um, just want to let you know that, you know, I'm, I'm the most important and, and, mm-hmm. you know, look to me, yeah. you know, for strength and yeah. in times of weakness. And know? I had people, man, I had our community just rally around me in such a fantastic way. And I just, wow, that was just, that meant so much to me in the months it was gone. You know, I'd made a post about it. Uh, hey, have you see this hard drive at pawn shops or whatever? <laughs> I was doing all I could. And I just had, and, but when it was found, I had friends of mine and some people I don't know that was like, I prayed every day. Wow. And I'm like, why? <laughs> why do you care about me that much? Like, what? what's it to you? Yeah. You know, but I was so touched that people can enter in to someone else's story and just care. And that really meant a lot to me. That helped me through that, you sure. know, and I was really, really low. Yeah. I was really low. And so, um, yeah, that was an amazing, it was, it was bittersweet, man. It yeah. was bittersweet, but yeah. Like, yeah. Well, like you said, prayer works. And, and, you know, I know for you, you know, you've had a love for music. I believe, you know, you, um, I, I read in your bio, you picked up a guitar when you were 11 years mm-hmm. old. So this was two decades ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and, and I've loved it ever since. Um, and so, and then, you know, for the last decade, you've worked at the Fort Church, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, led worship there. Um, uh, tell me about, um, What's what's that been like for you? Because I know that obviously you put out singles, you put out albums, mm-hmm. you go and do live shows, different places and studios. But to you know lead worship and to work for a church, how is that different for you than being a musician, you know, outside the church? Yeah, um, th- they're definitely connected in so many ways. Um, you know, I, I feel very since the beginning very clear in my mind and heart that God has had me at the fort absolutely has called me to the fort and i you know i haven't ever since i've never gotten a message of like my time's up or whatever i just keep on trucking and and uh ministry is obviously if you've been in ministry for a amount of time it's hard it's really really hard and it's hard on it's heavy on the heart it's heavy on the mind you enter into you know if you i think if you do ministry right you enter in with your people emotionally and and, you know, I do not envy lead pastors because they do it even more. But, you know, I am the worship pastor. And so I do a great deal of that, too. And just walking with people. And, and um, but, uh, yeah, ministry has definitely taught me a lot of lessons of just how to be compassionate with people and do life with one another and have a great desire to connect with people on so much more than just a skill level or I want to impress you by the way the song sounds. No, my main thought is I want to connect with you on a real raw level. I want to sing and write songs that anybody can relate to and and then anybody at some point in their life has probably experienced. And um, so ministry, even you know, being a singer-songwriter – 
and uh, doing it out there. I mean, it's it's kind of the same. Yeah. I'm still communicating what's important in life to me, and um, you know, you know, a lot of people have probably always seen me as a a Christian singer songwriter, and I and I am right. I am, but I'm more. You know, I would say a singer, songwriter, a storyteller, um, you know, wouldn't necessarily be on the Christian tour. You know, I want I would like to cross over, you know, and, 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 and speak to people on the other aisle as well, you know. So what would your um, genre be? I mean, I know I think you've said like kind of rock, uh, American folk and country. What's the mm-hmm. – is it kind of a mix of all yeah, those? it or? is. You know, trying to figure it out. best I can see is, you know, alternative country, um, Americana folk. Well, you know, that's, you know, when I – I just say singer-songwriter because I think, uh, you know, James Taylor or, you know, just storytellers, you know. Yeah. And that's just – that's kind of what I put – that's kind of the category I put myself in. But, yeah. Um, but when you listen, you do, you do hear a lot of influences, you know? Yeah. Well, growing up in North Carolina, I love James Taylor, you know, grow, I've grown up with his music, but to uh, be honest with you, I'll tell you who you sound like. I'm not sure if you've okay. ever heard this before. Here you go. All right. Right? I'm sure you've heard the, all these people tell you, oh, this is what you sound like, Garrett. Um, a little bit like the fray. Okay. I, I don't know if you, I love the fray. Okay. The phrase, they're kind of like that. They, they're, they have Christian influences, mm. but they don't want to necessarily be, have that label. Mm. They're kind of, they're mainstream obviously. And they've, you know, it's kind of has some rock in it. Yeah. And, but he has a unique voice, kind of a high, mm. like a tenor voice, which is what you have kind of like a, a different voice, yeah. not just like your standard singer, you know, yeah, you I have, appreciate that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, the fray. A good compliment. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and for you, you know, um, you were talking about, you know, kind of crossover and Christian, that kind of thing. And, some people listen to all kinds of music, but sometimes you're kind of put in this box, like you said, like you're you're a Christian, you're a you're a you know worship minister, um, but you're also a singer songwriter. So how does how does faith weave into your songs? I mean, is it is all your songs kind of related back to to God, to Jesus, to, to Christianity, mm-hmm. or is it like? Um, you know, obviously that, that directs your life, but, um, does, does faith play a role in all those songs? They really play a role in most. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have a song that I wrote for someone that I love, um, on my album is called Heaven's Sake. And it was about, I wrote it for this person when they tragically lost a friend, um, unexpectedly. And it was just a bad situation. And I didn't have the words to say, I was just as in shock. And but I just felt like in that moment that I just needed to weep with the person and not have the right words to say because I always want to have something helpful to say. But in that moment, I was like, wow. But later on, I did have something to say, and I wrote, you know, basically the meaning of all this pain and suffering is making heaven a sweeter place. And so the tagline at the end of the chorus is, "Yeah, life is hard, but it's all for heaven's sake." And so, you know. Faith is absolutely weaved in most of my songs. And then some songs are just, you know, stories. I may enter into someone else's story. This thing is a songwriter, man. You you know, you don't have to be in a box. You could do anything you want to do. Yeah. You know. Do you um do you do covers as well or is it mostly it's just all this is all Garrett Lee songs? Yeah, you know, the cover thing I've never enjoyed. Um you know, obviously I do it most every week when you play in a cover in church, but that's a little different. But going out there playing covers, it's not the it's not something I really enjoy a whole great great ton. But um, yeah, just typically always focused on original music. So yeah, 
and like at church, you know, there's there's a wide variety of, of worship and, and praise music. You know, it can be your traditional and some people have, you know, organs and yeah. play the old school, you know, hymns, that kind of thing. Sometimes it's, it's extremely modern with the, the lights mm-hmm. and the, the band and all that kind of. So for you, what is it like? What is the Fort Church or what do you enjoy doing most in terms of that church? Is it is it um, kind of unplugged or, yeah. or with the drums and all that? It's definitely a blend and we go back and forth. Um we're not a huge production type place. Uh, you know, personally, just for me, I'm I'm not one to like the haze and the moving lights. For you know, you that's like it, just like, you like it stripped down. I, you know, I just yeah, I just like it. Let's just enter into let's just enter into real raw worship here. We don't need nothing else. You know, that's kind of my philosophy. But um, it's definitely contemporary. Um, but definitely, we visit hymns, and you know, we had an acoustic Sunday this last Sunday. Um, usually because maybe a, a drummer is not available or whatever, but it is nice. You know, sure. you have comments like, wow, just being stripped down is really cool. And, but, uh, yeah, I like to think our blended church is a little bit of both, you know, and even, we'll take popular songs and we'll just kind of do them our own way sometimes and put our own Fort Church feel on it. And so I think that's always a good thing to do. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And as we kind of, we're still in the midst of this pandemic a year and a half later, hard to believe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, as, as things change and hopefully get back to a little more normal, um, you know, from what we've learned from this past, you know, 18 months, you know, music obviously can have a powerful um, impact on people's lives, mm-hmm. whether it be from church or, or something they hear on the radio or whatever else on digital and Spotify. Um, so, you know, for you, you know, um, how important is it for people for, to have music? I mean, to, whether yeah. it be, you know, whether you're a part of a church or not, you know? Well, I, God created melody and music, and I think he knew what he was doing. I can't imagine life without music. I can't, you know, Bible says God sings over us. And uh, that's an awesome thought and reality. Um, and I always say my, one of my favorite lines to say, I I'm sure someone else has come <laughs> up with it, but music is medicine. Yeah, It's medicine for me. And I like to say that to the audiences I play to. Like, you know, I'm glad you're here tonight. I mean, music is medicine. We need this. And we need to be able to connect with one another. And, yeah, it's just kind of it's weaved in our fiber as beings. Like, we just love to sing and create melody and it just – it helps all things. Yeah. What kind of music do you like to listen to? Because I, um, I know that you know. Do you, I mean like like new stuff or or you know all the range? I really like a wide wide variety of things. Um, but I do. I love classic country. I love Johnny Cash, and um, uh, I just love classic country. But I like I like all kind of all types of music man yeah all types do you cover any johnny cash song you know, i have before going down the tracks <laughs> yeah i have before and uh but yeah there's just so many it's it's one of those weird things like name your you know favorite artist and you're like oh drawing a blank but you know sitting there by myself i love so many artists but yeah that's cool but uh yeah that's awesome so uh in terms of you know this music you know i understand that you just recently I think in the last week or so, just opened up for uh, the one and only uh, Emmy, Emma Lou Harris yeah. in LaGrange, Georgia. So. Yeah, that was Saturday night. Um, wow. That was <laughs> literally the most amazing time I've ever had. Amazing experience. I mean, opening for a country icon in front of a whole new audience and at the uh, Sweetland Amphitheater and the staff there were absolutely amazing. I've never experienced anything like it. And there was 2,000 in attendance and... And um, 
Yeah, that was amazing, and we had a great time. Do you get, you know, I mean, obviously you've been playing for 10, 20 years, uh, whether it be on a church stage or something like that and opening it for her, do you get nervous? I mean, do you, do you forget lyrics? You know, <laughs> you know, I tell myself going on, you know, I do talk kind of like try to talk myself out of my nervousness, but yeah, I say, okay, I know these songs. I've sang them thousands of times. Don't worry about that. And then, okay, what's my goal here? I want to connect with these people. I want to connect. And it's just really similar to what I feel like on a Sunday morning. On a Sunday morning, never nerves. It's just family. Hmm. Um, but I take, I try to get that in that inside that same headspace that my main goal is to connect wow. and to um, share stories and to do that. And so whenever I can, when I focus on connecting, I'm less focused on performing. That's good. And it naturally happens. So, and then, so after I, you know, the strum of the guitar for the first time is good, but when I sing the first note and it doesn't crack, I'm all I'm good. I'm home, <laughs> so I feel I settle right. I've settled right into it, and I'm and I'm good. So. Yeah, and if you you know, and especially whether people know your songs or not, if you uh, mess up, whether it be a chord or or a, or a lyric or something like that, if you just kind of like are self deprecating and kind of play it off, it's yeah. people will love you even more, right? For something yeah. like that, right? Yeah, you're just real. You know, I love to see big artists mess up their songs. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you're real too. Yeah. Um, and speaking of real, you know, along with being you know, a, a music minister and a musician, singer, songwriter. You know, you're a, you're a husband, and like we talked about earlier, a dad to two kids. How old are your kids now? So my son is four, Ezra. My two-year-old daughter is named Eden. And we have one on the way. It's due in November. Another oh. boy on the way. So, Congratulations. Yeah. Thank oh. you. We're trying to decide on the name. Party of five. Oof. <laughs> I don't know what we're doing. So, so what's that like for you? I mean, I know that the, obviously that's like – you know, priority for you in terms of being a good husband and father, um, in the midst of all the music and stuff you do, obviously that's been a passion, but how has it, how have you changed now that you're, you're a dad and and have been for the last four years? Well, you know, our, the, um, our home life is a challenge, um, simply because, you know, my wife is a night shift nurse at East Alabama hospital in Opelika. And so, you know, we've kind of lived this life and she's on nights and, you know, I'm on days, obviously, and then we're just used to it. But, you know, a week can go by with hardly speaking with one another if yeah. you don't really work on it, you know. And so, passing in the night. So I very much, since the beginning, have felt like a single dad half the week because I'm giving the baths, I'm putting them to bed, you know. And it was really, really, really tough in the beginning. And, but now, you know, I, I think we're professionals at handling little kids, but, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and obviously we're, we're still just getting started at this thing, but I'm learning something new every day. And, but no, it, it is a priority and, you know, and just looking towards the future, I just want things to pan out the way they need to, the way they're supposed to. Yeah. I want to do more. I want to play more and see more places, but you know, I'm just hoping things pan out, you know, right, making right decisions for the family and different things, you know. Now, do you um, play, in, because obviously by day you, you know, work for a church, you play music, you, you know, are writing, you're working with other artists. Um, when you go home and, and you're with your kids, with your mm-hmm. wife, I mean, do you play music at home or do you just kind of like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm separating this? Um, because I mean, I know that like, maybe they enjoy it too, your music, you know? Yeah, my kids love my music. They, they know just about all the words to my songs. They better love it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I keep a, a or two guitars, you know, 
um, at home. And I'm always picking, you know, I'm always doing that. But as far as like all oh, my gear and my focus and my <laughs> recording, no, that is not, I don't have a space at home. You yeah. Know, a little smaller house, but I do not have a space. So it's a guitar in a corner. Yeah. You know, and, but no, I'm always picking at home. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of that, um, I wanted you to play another song, uh, whether it be off the new album, your choice, uh, and uh, whether whether it be I know the, uh, the 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 title track is from the ground up, but you choose out out of the new new uh, album. What would you like to play for us? Yeah, I'll uh, I can play a piece of uh, from the ground up. Okay, cool, yeah. cool, yeah, yeah. So now um, from the ground up, was this a song you wrote? Um, before the pandemic because i mean because the obviously the name of the album the name of the song makes you think like okay we're having to start over well i wrote this song for um i wrote this song for my wife and i and so i i I wanted to write a song as for a reminder when marriage gets really really tough to remember that foundation that we're built on wow and so um yeah so the you know the line in the chorus you know we're tough because we're built from the ground up, you know, and um, we 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 dated early, you know. I dated her when I was eighteen; she was seventeen, and we've been together ever since. And so it's like, you know, we started from the ground up. Yeah, you know, lovebirds in East Alabama and still living here, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. <clears throat> All right. Well, here's a piece of it. Started with nothing, and here we are now. Knew there was something, but didn't know how it played out. When you close your eyes, just know that I'm nearby. I stand behind you, whatever you do. You have my love Together we'll be strong enough Yeah, we're tough Cause we're built from the ground up Seasons are changing Getting older with time Keep holding steady, we'll make it through the darkest of nights. When you close your eyes, just know that I'm nearby. I stand behind you, and whatever you do, you have my love. Together we'll be strong enough. Yeah, we're tough, cause we're built from the ground up. That's excellent. Awesome. That's very good. I didn't, I see, I I, I learned, cause I, you know, you hear that, uh, the name of the album and the song and you think, okay, it's about, you know, this, 
uh, maybe kind of going through stuff. I know that kind of the part of the theme uh, I think uh, I've read of, of the album is kind of you know overcoming adversity, you know, and yeah. and, and and kind of uh, kind of getting through that, conquering that. Yeah. Um, so and that which is, I mean, we can all relate to that. We can all we've all dealt with it. Maybe even more so the last year and a half. Um, and, uh, you know, we also, um, talk on this podcast about fitness <laughs> and yeah. I asked you, I was, I was like, it's like, uh, so anything related and you're like, eh, not really, but you said you do stay in shape. I mean, you, you're, you're, uh, you're carrying a lot of gear everywhere. Yeah. Is that right? I'm carrying a lot of uh, <laughs> cases and amps and they're, they're pretty heavy and our churches are made up of tons of stairs. So I'm getting my steps. In. <laughs> <laughs> Always. <laughs> so, um, what do you hope, you know, um, one last thing on, on the album, you know, from the ground up. You know, obviously people can find it anywhere, but, um, you know, what do you hope people get out of it? Um, because obviously for you, it's like birthing a, a child and, and, you know, you've worked, uh, you know, three years in the making and all the yeah. things we talked about you going through. Yeah. I just, I just want people to listen and say, wow, that song's for me. Um, like I said before, that's all I ever want to do is connect with someone through the words of my songs. And, um, and I just I tell people, you know, when I'm talking about, it, I was like, I know there's a song on here for you, that's uh, that you need to hear, because I, I I feel very, you know, very strong that there is, you know, and so I feel like I write about real life and real things and and um, yeah I know there's something on there for somebody yeah I was actually listening to some of it uh, on the way here and uh, one song that's it's kind of simple at its core that I really is oh joy well yeah and you know I was it was uh, a couple months leading up to our first born and Rachel was pregnant and it was a couple weeks before Christmas and we're laying in the living room lights are out Christmas trees on and I'm I'm just super nervous I'm like, wow, I don't, I'm just anxious about being a parent. I have no clue what to expect. <laughs> and so I wrote it down. I wrote it down as a prayer. So that was a prayer for me as, oh, joy. And then it took on a different, whole different meaning. Um, my aunt, um, at the time, she um, was diagnosed with breast cancer for like the third or fourth time in her life. Mm. And uh, she loved my music so much, and she was always as a supporter of mine and always wanted me to send her stuff that I was working on. And I remember sending her Oh joy. And she, um, she listened to it all the time. And so really the words of that song was perfect for her. And, you know, she succumbed to her, her illness and she went on to be with God. And, uh, but she was strong all the way to the end. And I knew that she listened to that song a lot. And so now when I sing that song, it's for my aunt. Yeah. It's not for me anymore. It's, uh, I, I feel so close to her when I sing that. Yeah. And so I always want to honor her when I do. And yeah. so I love to tell the story. Yeah. You know. Well, I mean, it's amazing how music can connect. I mean, things that you maybe you heard when you were 15 years old and you hear it again, you know, 20 years later, you you almost like you go back to that time. And the power of music, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and it, it like you said it connects to people. Like they may feel something differently about it than when you wrote it, but that's okay, right? Yeah. You know. Oh, sure. Yeah. So, um, and speaking of prayer, I close out the podcast in prayer. And uh, so, if you don't mind uh, closing us out in prayer, that'd be great. Well, me too. Yeah, it'd oh, be great. Sure. Yeah, Absolutely. I'd love for you to. Yeah, man, let's do it. God, we thank you for uh, this day that you've blessed us with. God, you allowed us to get out of bed and breathe air in and out. And 
Um, God, we're thankful for all that you do and thankful for the relationships here in the community and with uh, Jason here and thankful to be here today. Um, God, would you just day by day, would you just draw us in closer? Would you draw us in closer to your word, closer to your son? Um, God, thank you uh, for all that you're doing in our community and uh, through Jason and the work here. And uh, God, we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And we'll definitely be praying for you, uh, having your, your your third child on the way, that uh, Rachel, uh, everything goes smoothly with the pregnancy, and you don't get anxious about yeah. uh, party of five here, <laughs> and uh, and that uh, people go pick up your album from the ground up, whether they whether it's in CD form, right, yeah. or uh, or Spotify or wherever else, and and uh, hopefully. So what, what's what, anything next for you in terms of another album or more live? You got more live shows coming up. Yeah, next couple month. couple things. Um, uh, well, one main thing we'll have a uh, Sylvan Guitars here in, in town. Frank Sly, he's a, a guitar luthier, builds guitars. He's got a shop down on Sixth Avenue, and he's he holds something called Sylvan Sessions once a month. And my next Sylvan session will be September 30th, and it's always a live recording, and um, and it's about 50, 60 people cap, so it's real intimate. I've done one before a couple years ago, so really looking forward to that. That'll be a beautiful night. There's some great exciting stuff coming up in the fall can't really talk about it right now oh, but okay. some stuff on the books and i'm doing i booking some house shows which is cool i love to do that and i've got a few more things on the dates but but yeah looking forward to some of the dates that are downtown some things that are coming and uh and, and uh as far as writing i've i'm about halfway through my next album Ooh. so it took so long to do this first <laughs> one i just kept writing so i got about six songs that are complete and they're ready to track and um you'll be a father of three when that one comes out right yeah yeah and, it, and it's either if i keep writing it'll be a whole full length but maybe within a year i'll do like a six song something other wow that's but, awesome but i yeah that's a good place to be i got them in the basket just you yeah know, just waiting so that's w- good. with three or four backups yeah yeah oh absolutely <laughs> oh man you have no idea you, have you, no you got idea. them like uh, and it's every, every computer i don't have to press it's backing up i don't have to think about it <laughs> i've got it set up <laughs> Well, thank you, Garrett, for coming by and uh, talking to us, opening up about oh. your story, but also playing some songs. And we uh, we pleasure. only wish you the very best. What a pleasure. So. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me. Thank you. And if you're looking for Garrett Lee, you can find him uh, on Instagram at Garrett Lee Music and on YouTube and on Facebook. And you know, this uh, this podcast is on all the different streaming things, you know, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and also on Apple. And uh, Garrett Lee gave me a couple of extra uh, CDs, yes, right, the old school CDs from the ground up with uh, the signed autographed by him, the singer-songwriter behind all these uh, 10 songs. And so I want to give one of these away to one of you uh, listening here to uh, the uh, the old Run the Race podcast. So all you have to do to, to enter is go down to the bottom of Apple Podcast to this show, Run the Race. You see the very bottom of all the shows, there's uh, reviews, five-star reviews, and you can write a quick little review, you know, a couple sentences, whether you like it or not or whatever, and uh, we hope you like it. And so if you write one of those reviews over the next week or so, I will put you in a drawing and to win uh, this CD, and we'll, uh, we'll give it to you, and, and you can come pick it up. And so would love for you to get this music in your hands. You can listen to it at home. Or if, I don't know if people use radios anymore or have CD players in their car, but uh, definitely uh, go uh, write a quick review of uh, this podcast, and I'll enter you to win. 
buy his new album, uh, find it, uh, you know, stream it from the ground up, and things that people can relate to. Like you said, real-life songs. In fact, one of the songs off that album, Mercy, he has a quote, a lyric that says, Lately I've been running with the wind, and I'm unsure when I'll be coming home again. Lately I've been trying to pretend I'm not falling, falling apart within. And, of course, we had, you know, that segment uh, stuck in my head that we've been featuring the last several episodes of the Run the Race podcast. And he gave us a little bit of that with his uh, song, Hey Kid, dedicated to his son, who's now, uh, I believe, four years old. And now to our final, final segment of this podcast, some uh, inspiration uh, from uh, a wizard. In this uh, final one, we usually give, you know, a quote from a famous person or uh, a scripture Bible verse. Uh, My son and I are getting ready to go to Universal uh, Theme Park down in Orlando, uh, kind of a last hurrah of the summer before he heads back to his senior year in high school. And uh, so we are uh, going to go uh, and enjoy some rides, including Harry Potter. Uh, Him and I had actually never seen any of the Harry Potter movies, but we just started watching them. And I think he's already almost done with the series. And I'm on, I think, the fourth movie. And a lot of you have maybe watched and really love Harry Potter. But just I was never into it, you know, back 10, 15 years ago when they came out. Well, there's this quote on one of the movies I just saw. And it's from Dumbledore, famous Dumbledore, uh, I believe in the second or third movie. He says to Harry Potter, it is not our abilities that show what we truly are. It is our choices. So again, it's not just about, you know, maybe how talented you are, this or that, or, or you know, what you, know, what, what you do, you know, execution of those things. Sometimes it's just our choices in life, the path we choose. Um, and uh, sometimes, you know, you've got to make a choice, whether it's uncomfortable or not. And you can't be afraid of making the wrong choice. You know, you just have to sometimes just really pray to God for wisdom of what to do and making sure you're going on the right path. And sometimes we, we take the wrong road and we have to kind of get back on it. You know, Garrett talked a little bit about that, about, you know, losing his book bag and, and all his music, all his hard drives for this thing he'd worked on for a couple years. And he said he felt like he didn't pass the test because he went down a road where he was depressed and just upset and, and kind of hopeless. And so, you know, we, we are all tested on, on a daily, you know, yearly basis uh, in terms of, you know, our character and the things we go through. So it's those choices in life. And what do we, what's important to us in terms of our, our family, our job, our faith? Uh, what's important to you? Think about that. Not just about not just about what you do, um, but it's you know your your character, your choices tell you who you are, whether in hiding or out in the public uh, uh, you know view as well. Thank you so much again for uh, listening, uh, choosing this, and uh, tell your friends about it using hashtag Run the Race Podcast. And uh, uh, looking forward to uh, um, some hotter days ahead. Uh, I've been running out in it, and it is, uh, it's getting like a sauna out there, but it is you know late July into August. So, uh, of course, this time of year, it's going to get like that. But I uh, hope you guys are uh, have a great, wonderful rest of the week, and your summer as well. And uh, God bless. Oh, kid, you help me see the meaning of life in me.